Hey, welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. St. Ignatius said, the glory of God is man fully alive. Jesus said, it is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. This podcast is here to bring God glory through you becoming fully alive and you bearing much fruit or having powerful results in your life. I believe you can use your unique gifts and talents to change the world. If you listen to this show and read our blogs, you will be inspired to take your own journey of faith to become a man or woman who is fully alive, making an impact in the world around you. I interview people that I think are awesome that are doing that today to inspire and to challenge you. You can do the same. Let's get rolling. Okay, so I have got Chris Snover on the Kindling Fire today. And um, Chris and I actually don't know each other super well, but uh, we are outside in a beautiful setting next to a highway, seems like. <laughs> and so there'll be some noise and other stuff going on, but that's, uh, we're just out here uh, in the beautiful North Carolina weather. So, so let me, I'll, I'll start with this. I was sitting across from you, literally did not know you, and I, you were telling a story which I hope you tell, which is about some special projects that you do uh, at the beginning of the year. And, and I felt very prompted of the Lord, um, you, you need to have him on the podcast. I'm like, I don't even know him. <laughs> and I felt very prompted, you need to have him on the podcast. I was like, uh, I mean, okay, but... And so then I said, well, hey, let's go out to breakfast. And then as soon as we met for breakfast and we started chatting and we started chatting about what we're going to chat about today, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. So that's, anyway, that's my intro. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I, like you, at that first Zoe meeting that I went to, um, saw you across the room and and, uh, Michael had mentioned your name and I just... I felt a nudge in my heart that, that we were going to connect in some way, and, and, yeah. and here we are. That's cool. So let's talk about um, your special project that you were talking <laughs> about, and we'll, and we'll just kind of go from there. Special projects. Well, I like to, uh, I pray about uh, the word or words that the Lord is going to give me um, each year. I've, I've only done this for a couple of years uh, at this kind of the suggestion of my brother or um, even just just seeing that he that he does it um, and it's a thing that that John Eldridge does as well and so I, I started praying about that a few years ago and yeah. and so each year uh, when I get my word from the Lord I will I'll wood burn it on a piece of uh, pallet wood yeah and then I'll put it up on the wall somewhere where I see it every day yeah, and not just once. Usually, multiple times. You know, I'll see that that word each day, and so that's constantly in the forefront of my mind. Yeah. So, so you you want to share any of the words you've gotten through the years? Yeah. So uh, last year's word, and it's actually that word has even carried over into this year a lot of it, and will I can ter- carry into the rest of my life. I believe is that word for 2016 was fight. And it was fight for the more. It was the was yeah. the heart behind that. And yeah. again, that comes. Um, one of the guys that I, I listen to a lot is Morgan Snyder. With yeah, uh, he's got a podcast, Become Good Soil. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Whole ministry that way. And 
he's always talking about the more and that was that was one of the things and so you know more of life more joy fight for fight for your relationships you know mm. with uh, with your wife with your kids fight for uh, friendships and and be willing to yeah. put in the work that it takes to 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 have a real friend um so that was 2016 and that continues even today yeah today fighting just to get here to sit down yeah to to have this time together um and then this year this year's word is beloved beloved and that started i started praying about that towards the end of last year about november yeah and i was reading michael's book you know heart of a warrior yeah first half of the book is all about that and yeah and yeah, it was confirmed in December that that was going to be my word for this year. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's a great word to have. It is. <laughs> it really is. And and, and fight. They're it both sounds all, kinda, yeah, it sounds kind of mushy, for, especially for guys, kind of the beloved. Yeah. It sounds more like a, a girl or a daughter type thing. Yeah. But unless we know that we are beloved, beloved yeah. sons, then I, I really don't think we have a whole lot to stand on. Yeah. So the thing that um, I love to discover when we were sitting down eating eggs and grits or whatever mm -hmm. we were having is um, about your family. Mm -hmm. So let's let's talk about that. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So family family is a large family. Um, usually when people ask me if I have any kids, I kind of take a pause and, and I'll tell them, you know, kind of get ready. Uh, so we have eight children. We're expecting number nine uh, coming in November. The ages range from 16 down to the new one coming in, in November. Um, there's five girls, three boys so far. We'll see what we'll see what pops out next. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's everything that you would think. It's chaotic. It's fun. It's hard. It's joyful. Yeah, it's it's both both ends of the spectrum yeah. and, and everything in between. So um, I knew when you told me that the Lord was like, "That's what it was about being a dad." I mean, I'm telling you what. There's not a lot of men that would would venture that far with family, um, and and then what it will take of you as a man with that family. Um, you need grace. You need God. And I'm sure you've kind of picked up a few tips along the way from the Lord to help you. Yeah, as, as any as any of us dads have, yeah, right? I, yeah. I, there have been many times where both both my wife and I, like, we don't have enough. We don't have. We we can't we can't do this. Right. Um, but then we go back. We have we have to go back to know this is exactly what you've called us to, Lord. You yeah. want us to work through the hard. You want us to fight for the more. And in, yeah. in our training of our children, yeah. we see God training us as well. Because we didn't we didn't get a book on this. Yeah. We took, you know, one parenting class when our first one was twenty months old. And really to this day we're still using some of those things, but but that's it. And we're we're really trying you know Yeah. It is. It's it's being fathered by God so that we can then yeah. father and mother our children. What where did 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 you have a sense from the Lord early that this was something he desired 
for you guys or was it more of a step by step and we're just gonna keep you know like did you have any sort of yeah how did God guide you to good, get yeah, to good, where you are today good question um, I would say a turning point for us we um, Kara and I met in college and neither of us come from a big family um, so big family wasn't really in the in the plan yeah we spent a Saturday with her aunt at the beach at the time they had eight children Wow we had no children at the time we were newly married invited down to the to the beach for the day and so we drove down and on the way remember feeling wow this is this is gonna be chaotic you know all these little kids running around what we saw there was was beautiful older kids looking after the younger ones peaceful fun joyful granted it was on vacation but still you would expect young kids bickering and, and yeah, you know, yeah. fighting and vying for attention and this and there was none of that and so when we drove home that night there was something stirring in us like it was we saw that that, that it was possible to have a big family wow because we just witnessed it all day long and how beautiful it was. So that, I would say, was a turning point and kind of that, that seed planting in our hearts of, wow, well, let's, let's start praying about this. Yeah, was, uh, Lord kind of put a vision in front of you yeah. of something that could be possible. Absolutely. He does that all the time. Well, he'll, he'll just expose you to another life or another person and it'd be like, almost like, what do you think about that? Yeah, and you're like, I kind of like that. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. How do they do that or whatever? We had it in our head that we were gonna probably have four, three, three or four children. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I hear you, I hear you, and you, and you got your ninth on the way. So, with um, with having boys and girls, I love that you have both. I have both too. I have uh, two boys, two girls. Um. I mean, what, what kind of things has the Lord shown you? So if God's been fathering you to be a father, you know, fathering both of you guys to be fathers and mothers, I mean, what are some of the things that you felt like he's kind of said, you know, here's a way to approach something, you know? I know that's a really big, vague question, but yeah. if the Lord showed me a couple things, that would be cool. I, I can definitely say one of the, one of the things uh, that both Kara and I talk about and remind ourselves of is let's err on the love side hmm. because love never fails so when we're when our first inclination is to jump in and correct or jump in and scold or discipline let's take a step back and make sure that this is meant out of love before hmm. we do that but then seeing, seeing how much grace is extended to me as a yeah. father. Yeah. You know, if, if only my kids knew my internal thoughts, if, if only they knew what I um, am capable of inside my heart, my, yeah. you know, then God, God knows that. Yeah. And look at how much grace he extends to me. So who am I as a father to then jump on my son 
because he doesn't pick up his shoes when I want him to pick up his shoes. Yeah. That's not the way God fathers me. He's not right on me. Immediately say, hey, do this right, do this right. It's that gentle nudge, that gentle reminder, extending the grace and, hey, there's a, there's a better way kind of thing. So. Uh, I don't remember exactly what the situation was, but I remember something happened with one of my kids. And my first reaction, I was really upset and I was ready. Like I was, right. get, I, you know that feeling, you know, I'm, I was ready to go at it, right? And we were going to go at it. And I really felt very strongly from the Lord, extend grace, have mercy, do not approach it this way. And I'm like, but it's obviously this thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I already have in my mind a preconceived notion about what is going on. And the Lord was constantly on me. Do not approach it this way. Do not do this. And so I listened. And I said, okay. Come to find out, it was nothing what I thought was going on. I had the whole scenario wrong, and it was, and, and grace was the absolute right response. Mercy was the absolute right response. And my whole thing that I had in my head about what was going on was completely wrong. And I was like, thank you, Lord, you <laughs> saved my butt. <laughs> You can you have a well, knowing we, laugh. Right. Well, we talk about we talk about those wounds, right? We all know that those we all can think back on the wounds that that our father or our mother has that, that we've gone through, right? Yeah. Growing up, and so trying to be sensitive to that. I know that I've wounded my children, but being aware of it and not wanting to continue in that mode, continue in that rut. Yeah. And when it right when the when the Lord nudges you and says no, there's a better way. Then sometimes the best thing is just keep our mouth shut. As a father who carries so much weight and who carries so much importance in a young boy's life, yeah, just keep your mouth closed. Yeah, because God God's bigger than God's bigger than that, you know, and yeah. He can take care of the conviction if need be, you know, so, yeah, error on the love side of, because it never fails, it never fails, that's, that's a promise. If you're only listening to the podcast, you're only getting one third of the cool stuff that we're doing. The guests that I'm bringing on are also writing blogs that are being sent out to our mailing list. To join our mailing list, go to thekindlingfire.com, give us your email address, and I'll send you a free ebook saying thank you. Uh, and then you could start getting cool blogs in your inbox. The next thing that um, we've got going on is called the 30-Day Firestarter Challenge. Uh, and this is where I'm sending 30-second uh, inspirational videos to really help you change um, how you think and your behavior to really start moving towards the things that God has called you to. Uh, so check that out. It's also on the website. And thanks so much. Yeah, I love that, that you kind of applied that to parenting, because that's so true. And I've never heard it in that context. It, that's but in that, so, that, so maybe an easy assumption when you hear that, love never fails, means, oh, well, then I'm never going to discipline my children. No, because love is correction as mm. well, right? Yeah. Just as a good father in whom the son he loves, he corrects him. Yeah. So... Love is discipline. It is correction. 
Right. But making sure that we as dads are checking our hearts. All right, are we doing this just to win the argument? Are we doing this just to show our strength and our authority? Or is this really for the better of our son, of our daughter? Yeah, so you're you're really talking about parenting from a whole heart. Yeah. And, uh, and so much of what I've come to know is I've been so unaware of the operating systems in my own heart of what's going on and why I'm having such a strong emotional reactions to different situations and circumstances, which family will bring out, and, and, and parent-child relationships particularly, um, that if you can operate out of a whole heart, meaning that you, are, you have been healed and, and you have been restored and you have taken enough time to be able to have a pause in the midst of chaos you know it's not just right things happens you react things happen you react there's a things happen pause lord you have an opportunity here i'm i want to hear what you say and then you respond so does that make sense yeah and it brings to mind one i forget the book where i read this but it was talking about when you wake up in the morning, I don't even know if this was a Christian book or not, uh, but when you wake up in the morning, there are things that are going to happen to you in the day. There are situations that are going to happen to you in the day. Rather than be surprised when they happen, anticipate them, and then go through how, how do you want to respond to that in a godly way. Hmm rather than be surprised. So when you know that there's tension between your, you and your daughter or you and your son, and that next, that next day you're gonna have a discussion, anticipate it. Anticipate maybe the, the wrong reaction from your child, and then, all right, how do you wanna respond in a godly way? Now, obviously we don't all get it right, but let's, let's start being I want to be proactive yeah. in that way yeah. and know what I'm going to We do it in our careers, right? If we're in sales, we're talking about a potential lead or yeah. a potential customer. We're anticipating their questions, their objections. Yeah. We're anticipating them, so we're going to respond in the right way. Right. Why we, are we not applying we the not same that? effort to parenting? We should do the same thing to parenting in that, in that way. So let's talk about discipline. Um, that's that's a big topic, and um, I, I guess I'll just ask, kind of, you know, out of the gate, what is your? Um, I'll just be blank. Uh, are, do you guys spank? Let's just start there. Do you do you spank your kids? Yep. Up to, okay. a, up to a certain point, we do. I know everybody's different in that respect. Whether it needs to be spanking, whether it needs to be, you know, sent to the room or yep. whatever. I'm not. I'm not here to make any written in stone things but we believe that uh, the Bible does teach to discipline your child with spanking yeah yeah and and we did and I did the way we raised our kids the same way but there's a certain line there's certain point yeah in an age range where you're like we're not gonna do this anymore now, there are 
I've had two of our children are so sensitive, especially to my father voice, that we had to spank them maybe less than five times growing up. One, yeah. of, one of them is one of the twins, uh, one of the, my twin daughters, um, and she was so sensitive, still is, to my voice, and when it was upset and angry at her, that, she, that I, didn't, I didn't need to spank her one bit. She felt the remorse, the, yeah. the conviction, whatever you want to call it, um, but others, you know, just, just yeah. like all of us. Well, that's yeah. kind of where I was wanting to go is that uh, all of our children are different. That's what I've learned yeah. as, a, as a dad. Um, my children do not respond the same way. They're not motivated the same way right. as each one of them. They're not, they're not, they don't respond to discipline or correcting the behavior the same way as every, each one of them. So, I mean, that's so for those young dads out there that are listening, do not, tr do not have a blanket plan for how you're going to handle other than love. <laughs> how you're going to handle each one of your kids because it's going to be unique to each kid. Absolutely. And um, so, so anyway, that being said, um, did you discover that as well? Where yes. there's certain ways that you, you kind of learn, you almost learn your, your, you learn who they are and what, how they respond and mm -hmm. how they're motivated or how they're... Yeah. Um, I get, I, I guess I can I maybe come up with a couple of differences where uh, one, like I'm saying, one of the twins, Maya, she's she's so sensitive that all, all it was 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 voice yeah. correction, and then she responded. Yeah, yeah. My first daughter, she much more resilient, um, much more dramatic, spunky, fiery. That you know, those yeah. are words that would describe her, and. It, it took more it took spanking now with with that I got it wrong so many times mm -hmm. with doing it out of anger and not love versus when I did do it out of love and did it in the right way there was a complete 180 degree difference in her reaction when I was mad and I would just spank her, and it, it was out of my own brokenness too. Just I'm going to be the authority here. Right. There wouldn't be any explanation. It would be quick. It would be a spanking, and that's it. And she wouldn't want anything to do with me. Yeah. For quite a while after that. Now, when it was done right, it was calm. It was sending her back to the room. Um, it was talking first, giving her an understanding of, do you realize why we're doing this, why we're going to get a spanking? Yeah. And then afterward, it was sitting together, a genuine hug and genuine prayer together. And after that, the reaction was, she didn't want to be anywhere except next to me or in my lap. Yeah. Completely different. Yeah, so I've, I've, I have the same kind of story. Done it wrong, angry, react, just nothing good comes of it. Nothing. Uh, which, to anybody that has anger problems or are listening, um, a lot of that stuff comes from unresolved items in your heart. Mm -hmm. That's where you need to go. If that's you, when you have a quick reaction to your kids doing something, you've got to go at your heart for healing. Yep. And then you'll be a better dad, yep. period. 
Um, that's a freebie. The, <laughs> but I've also done it where, where it's been more intentional. It's been more, okay, I do need a discipline, but I want to do it in love, and I want it to, the goal is restoration. Correct. We're wanting to restore the breach in, in this relationship, be it if there was lying, if there was, you know, whatever it was, mm. we want to restore it. And them to know, I love you dearly, and, I, and I'm wanting to show you that this was wrong, but it doesn't change my relationship with you. Yeah. You know, and I'm doing this for your restoration. So that, that resonates. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. So I, I had one child that, uh, and I distinctly remember this, um, that the process for them with discipline was they would resist, resist, no matter how it came, resist, 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 like almost defiantly, like you will not break me, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. You know, you're not going to get to me. And then there would just be this switch that would flip and they would be broken and they would be humble and they would be gentle and they would be able to receive but up to that point it was you know guns blazing you're not gonna get to me we're not you know and um, and the Lord was so funny because I remember when the Lord basically used that example on me and he said do you know how your child is this way and I was like yes and he said, um, you're that way. And, and I don't want to have to discipline you up to that point to where you just break and then you're responsive and humble and receptive. Um, I want you to be that way sooner. Right. <laughs> sensitive, <laughs> sensitive to the spirit, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so... Um, Okay, well, great. So, any other advice on uh, to any any dads out there that about about discipline or anything discipline, else? Um, I would say, as a as a father, and I guess more as a husband, recognizing that my everyone's situation is different. My wife stays home with the kids. For her, when there's opportunity to give her a break in having to discipline the children, then I try to take advantage of that. Yeah. So that it just lightens the burden for her. Yeah. Um, another thing though, uh, this is, I guess, more for the, more even so for the wives. I grew up where um, my mom would say, just wait till your father comes home. And I think I, I'm not, right. I'm certainly not the only one that does no, that. No, a lot of people, yeah, yeah. I think that's a terrible position to put your husband into because now your husband comes in and says, comes off of a, off of a day of work or whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden asked right away to kind of turn, turn your heart towards correction. And this, this, this child has done something wrong it needs to be corrected now. I guess I, I ask the wives to be sensitive to that. If the correction needs to happen, take care of it. Don't make it a thing where dad has to come home and then yeah. be the bad cop. Yeah. Um, yeah. But dads on the other side, on the other, you know, make sure that they're you're sensitive and engaged. Yeah, they're and engaged. Being, yeah, and doing it correctly, and because it's a, it's an, it's a great opportunity to grow. It, it stinks. It stinks having to discipline our kids, but it's also a good thing. We have noticed, here's another thing, we've noticed that when we are slack, 
and aren't consistent with certain things and this is more so for that three to five range yeah that three to five range simple things like <laughs> playing with the electronics that they shouldn't be playing with or you know sticking right. their fingers in into outlets with if we're not consistent with that then it just gets the line gets redrawn and redrawn and redrawn right and child will keep pushing and taking as much as possible but again that depends on the child's heart every child is a little bit different yeah and you also create an environment and I know we've done this and I and we're not alone and I would advise anybody that would learn from our mistakes or yeah. my mistakes I would say it sounds like y'all as well um, if you let it go it's mildly frustrating in the beginning it's excessively frustrating in the end, and then you are reacting in large ways to small items. And it's because you haven't gone back and addressed it in a, quote, this is work, and it just needs to be done. And even though you don't feel like it, mm -hmm. you need to address it when it's small. Yep. Because when you're just like, oh, I just can't be bothered, mm -hmm. right? I can't be bothered, can't be bothered, can't be bothered, can't be bothered, next thing, you know, huge blow up. Yep. Right, because it's been building this whole time. Yep. So the so do the hard work in the small stuff so that you don't get yourself where it escalates. I mean that makes sense. Completely makes sense. It's yeah. easy. It's easy to it's easy to uh, discount it in the beginning for in the short term. Yeah, e yeah easier, overlook easier it. Easier overlook yeah. it. And we can all we can all call it. Oh, I'm just extending grace. Right. No, you're <laughs> you're not drawing that line for your child. Your child needs lines. Yeah. Your child doesn't know how to operate in within those lines unless we draw them. Yeah. And there has to be a certain level of respect and reverence for authority. Mm -hmm. And unless we as the parents are strong enough to draw those lines, then the child doesn't know what's right, doesn't know what's wrong. The line is gray. Yeah. And then in the long term, you're setting them up for failure. You're setting your relationship up for failure because now you've developed a child that doesn't respect authority but then all of a sudden you're going to ask that child to respect authority you know five six seven years later when you should have done it when back when they were yeah. three four or five years old and i'll reiterate all things done in love correct right you know so much of the so much of the you will listen to me because i say so it's sort of like what's driving that that what's driving that right you know it, it and that's where we as parents we have to own the responsibility of being whole healthy not perfect you're gonna be asked to do work it's on the job training it's not go get go away get better and come back be perfect it's do it while you, it's all happening in them all happening in real time yeah but being aware of that that don't don't drive your parenting out of brokenness and be aware of what brokenness is there you yeah. know because that whole like you'll do it because I say so and I'm the kingpin and, and I'm going to just crush you. It's not God's heart. God's not even close and that way. Right. right. It's not even close. <laughs> it's not his heart towards yeah. me. It's Don't not his heart towards you. dare me. <laughs> I'm stronger than you. You know, all this crap. Yep. And you, it'll only last short term. You'll, oh, yeah. You can do that. You can do that up to a certain point. But yeah. do you want, what message are we sending our kids of, when you're in my house, you're gonna you're gonna do as I say. Yeah. And then they they turn out that 
they can't wait to get out of the house yeah. and be as far away as possible. Yeah. Or are we sending the message, this is a place of safety, a place of love, a yeah. place of acceptance. We want you here, yeah. you know, yeah. and you're accepted here. Yeah, different yeah. message. Gotta be, gotta be all with the foundation of love. So let me ask you about your opinion about the role of a father. Kind of that, what, what, what do you feel like the Lord has kind of given fathers kind of role, the role of a father in a, in a child's life? I mean, do you, do you have a view of that? Number one, I, I think, and this comes a lot from the um, parenting class that we took early on, was, yeah. you know, protection, safety, security. A child needs to know that first and foremost. One of the ways that we were able to uh, be an example to that was there was intentional couch time when the kids are young. Yeah. Couch time for for Kara and I, where they see the two of us together talking, things are good. Yeah. Because for them, that that settles their heart. Okay, everything everything in my world is okay. I see mom and dad, and they're doing good. Yeah. And then from that, safety, security, protection, then from there, provision. We need to be the ones that are going out there, getting after it, yeah. providing for our family. Because if if we're not out there and our kids can't feel settled at home, then they're going to take on the stresses of the dad who doesn't make enough money or, yeah, or, or the right parents ever. that are yeah. you know, financially strapped, whatever yeah. that may be. So then they're taking on unnecessary stresses and anxieties. Yeah. So that's number two. And then number three is speaking, taking a look at your child, how they're made, how God has made them, looking for and praying for how, how did you make this child, Lord? What, what, are, what is his or her desires? What are they, what are they good at? What, what gives them life? Yeah. And then drawing that out of them. Hmm. and speaking into that wow you're really good at that you're yeah i saw you over there and you were helping your sister that was exceptional unselfishness that you just displayed we had in my education i went to school to be a teacher and one of the things that we would do as we watched videos of ourselves teaching was you marked down uh, catching the kids doing good yeah because we're really good at catching them doing bad yeah but catch the kids doing good and then let them know it yeah. let them know it they'll they'll hear plenty of negativity they'll hear plenty of criticism mm. we as the dads we carry such weight in their lives of there's a respect that they carry you know for mm. us as the dads we our words mean a whole lot and they carry a lot of weight so when we speak life into them in that way and encourage the, the goodness that's in them, you know, anything that's praiseworthy, we bring that out, that's what motivates them to want to do that same thing again. Yeah. So uh, I call that um, looking for God's thumbprint yeah. on your children. Yeah. And, um, and there's that scripture that says, raise a child in, in the way uh, they should go. 
uh, and they will not depart from it. And, and you've got the idea of the scriptural truths, you know, raise them in scriptural truths, but then there's a unique bent. Yeah. There's a unique um, thing that you see God's hand on in your children. And, and I think that um, dads have a unique role to call that out and call it good. Yeah. And, um, and be wholehearted in it, you know, not a, um, well, you know, I don't, like I can know from my own experience, um, you know, I grew up extremely anti-authority, very individualistic, you know, doing everything that I was involved in was very individualistic uh, as far as surfing and skating and biking and, and it's things that were just me. Yeah. And my, my boys grew up in, in team sports, excelling in lacrosse, excelling in football, excelling in hockey, excelling in all these, and I had no clue. <laughs> Right, I was the guy that was way outside of that, that bubble. But they have those abilities. Now those are just talents, right? So I, I would distinguish God's thumbprint from there are talents where they have a unique propensity to be successful at something without a lot of effort. But then there's sort of the God's hand, which is also God's hand, but there's also something deeper that says, you know, this is kind of the effect they bring in their of their life. And so that's something that I've, ask the Lord, and I would actually ask the Lord, Lord, give me something to bestow on them, give to them, that kind of helps me communicate to them, I see you, and I feel like it's kind of like how God sees you. Um, and He's given me the ability to draw them pictures. Yeah. You know, and so I'll get a, a picture or something of, and I'll be like, you know, like one of my, my girls, I call her lightning bug, because she lights up the darkness. That is part of her glory. You know, it's just how it is, you know? And so there's, and there's other, you know, each one of my kids have something special that, I, that I've done. And, yeah. and I would encourage any dad out there, you know, ask God for this. That is a, it is a precious thing and you steward it over time. It's not a one-time deal. It's a, I see it again. Yep. What, yeah, what are your, what are your kids asking to do with you? I have my one my yeah. one son is constantly asking me to play basketball now basketball 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 and right now the other he, this is this is current um, this past weekend he asked me to go play basketball and I didn't really want to I had other things to do other you know dresser yeah. drawer that was damaged need to be fixed um, yeah. so always always something, always something. <laughs> repair it and anyway I fixed it and then I went out and I said, all right, let's go. So we went and played basketball and that's what, that's what's speaking to him right now and yeah. want, wanting to do that with him and being able to spend that one-on-one -on -one time, I've also noticed you can't replace it. It's hard in our household with the number of kids we have, but being intentional about spending that one-on-one -on -one time with them so that you can see those things you can see the thumbprint that yeah. god's putting on them and where their where their bent is yeah yeah so what would you say to anybody that might be feeling like the lord's kind of any guy out there that might be feeling the lord's kind of prompted them he wants them to have more children and he's like i don't want to do it <laughs> i don't want to do it i don't want to go there you know too much money you know, whatever. What would you tell them? Well, I, I, I can just speak to my experience. There's any number of 
excuses or even legitimate reasons where it won't work. Anything, whether it's kids, job, Finances, a move, yeah, yeah. you name it. There's any number of excuses that we can come up with or even more importantly, that the enemy can try to send our way to thwart and oppose God's plan. But the one reason that you have to fall back on is if God is calling you to that, if there's a nudge and the Spirit is leading you, then nothing can screw it up. He will make it happen. Mm. So that's why you, you always go back to that. You always go back to, well, God, did you call me to this? The answer is yes, then I'm going ahead. Yeah. I don't always know what's going to happen, but I you trust you in faith. it. Yeah. Well, you're, you're a testimony that it sounds like that's exactly what you did. By faith, not knowing. Well, but each having child, a vision, you know? yeah, but each child, it seems to come up again. Like, wow, do we? Is there enough of me for another one? Is there yeah. enough of my wife deals with the same thing? Is there enough? Can we, can we do this? And we got to go back. <laughs> God, yeah. God said yes. God said yes. You guys can do this. This is yeah. this is the story that I'm writing with you and your family. Yeah. So um, I think uh, I'd like to wrap it up. Anything else you just have in your heart you'd wanna wanna the share? I, I guess one of the things maybe to wrap up is simply whatever God is calling you into or whatever and it's a moment by moment thing too is as we as we invite Jesus into our fathering and just in general living our life let's be sensitive to what he's inviting us into yeah and do that and not worry not worry or come up with any of the excuses not to because if he's inviting us into he already knows he is he's already calling out the good in our heart he already knows yeah. what's that we're capable of it with his strength and yeah. so all we need to do is then walk in yeah that's amen that's the mic drop <laughs> thanks for coming on thank you the apostle paul said in the bible fan into flame the gift of god which you have received god wants us to partner with him to fan into flame those unique talents and gifts that we have into a huge fire that impacts the world with his glory but we have to do our part that's where you need to take the fire starter challenge for 30 seconds a day i will send you inspirational videos of scriptures and quotes to get your fire started for the day and you just start to fan into flame so that you can have the amazing life that god intends you to have and the amazing impact that he intends you to have be awesome the easiest way to sign up for the 30-day Firestarter Challenge is to go to thekindlingfire.com slash 30, the number, days. There's a button there that says count me in, and that is all you need to do.